Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the TNT Podcast with your boy, Torres Finney, and my co-host, Tyler Layfield. What's up, Tyler? Man, doing good, doing good, coming off of a big win. We got our boys here today. You know we had to bring them on. We got our Alabama fans, Kobe Reed, Jacob Walden. How about you two guys? How are y'all doing? Doing Doing pretty good, good, man. How about you? All right, good, good. So, Torres, what, what you got for us today, man? What's on the slate? Well, you know, today we you had an opportunity to be able to watch a little NFL football before we got ready to record this podcast. And, uh, man, uh, there's a lot of things going on in, in, in the NFL. Remotely, the biggest news is Antonio Brown. What the heck is going on with A.B.? That's the main question right now. And, uh, yes, he used to be a former Steeler. Um, you know, I love A.B. I've watched him a lot. Heck, he's on my fantasy team. Expecting him to have a good game today. Um, yeah, we saw him on the sideline uh, throw off his pads, throw his glove in the stands, throw his shirt in the stands, and run off the field during the play, during the game of play. So, I mean, what? I mean, AB, like, what's up, bud? And then officially after the game, Bruce Arian said Antonio Brown is no longer a Buccaneer. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I think that against uh, the New York Jets today, that was the last time we've seen Antonio Brown in the NFL. I truly believe that he has been given an opportunity by Bill Belichick, who was known to take in some um, guys that are so-called troublesome in the league. And Bruce Arians is another one as well. And the uh, the only other one is Pete Carroll, but I, I don't see Pete Carroll picking him up uh, at this point. Uh, if you don't play with any of these guys, uh, how would this work? You know, if you can't play with Bruce Arians, you can't play with Bray. I mean, I don't know what the problem was, but I do suspect, this is what I slightly suspect, I do believe because of the money uh, incentive that he was going to get for this game, he was only, I think, 100, 100 or so yards away and a few catches away. It was less than 10 catches away. He would have been given a million dollars. But they did bench him a little bit, and I know the reason why, but – that could be a major reason. So it's interesting yeah. to see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's, you know, I, I've been seeing a lot of different opinions on uh, social media myself. Um, I agree with you. If it's incentive-based where, you know, he was going to miss out on some money, I'm totally behind him. You know, like, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have probably went out like that. But then again, this is AB, the same AB that's been the, the center of attention uh, for quite some time now. You know, uh, for these past few years, he's been – uh, doing all sorts of stunts, and, you know, the Bucks knew what they were getting when they brought him in. A great talent, still a great wide receiver, but we all know the the baggage uh, he brings to a team. The thing is now, like, you, you know, you said uh, you don't think he's going to get picked up by any of the team. I do know some people out there that still think that somebody will snatch him up. Um, notably, I, one team I've heard kind of just chunked out there. It's no basis behind it, but the Rams uh, come calling for him. Um, I mean, obviously he can still play. It's just a matter of it. Anybody's going to take a chance on him. Um, after pulling a stunt like that, I don't know. Like, he, like you kind of said, I'm leaning more toward him probably not playing again. But uh, would be pretty wild if somebody did go and scoop him up. I'd have to say. 
Yeah, from everything I've seen, it's just dude has a bunch of mental stuff going on. He he needs help. He needs love. He needs support. But it has to be off the field. Uh, going out and catching two touch. What do you have? Like two touchdowns in the Super Bowl last year or something like that. That can't fix somebody like Antonio Brown. That that's no solution. He needs off the field help. Like I think Tom Brady and Le'Veon Bell and a couple guys put out statements in the press conference after the game, just talking about, hey be um show compassion towards a b be very patient he's uh i think brady said something there's some way bigger going on off the field that mm-hmm. nobody's really seen and if brady says that then i'm i'll take his word for it Seriously. but yeah dude he's just he needs some help and it's, it's more than just football at this point with him i think he needs to hang it up at least for a little bit so he can get his mind right Oh, what did I, I also saw um, something just a little bit just popped up on my phone. He was not benched during the game. He was not benched at all. He actually just got mad and left. And uh, they said he left with the police, uh, a police escort. He is not flying back with the team, even though his stuff is still with the team. He's not flying back with the team. He is not communicating with the team. Uh, he's, he did not even go back to the hotel. And, like, I saw in a video, I saw Mike Evans, like, the number one receiver on the team. He's sitting there trying to calm him down, work with him. He's trying to reason with him. Like, you see it in the video. Somebody put a release. I think it was – it might have been uh, PFF posted the video. Mm. But yeah, like, he had guys trying to calm him down, whatever else. So, clearly – and then he goes and he's jumping up, trying to hype up the crowd as he's leading the field. Like, something's just not clicking. Like, no. I don't understand, man. Mm. <laughs> Another thing as well, he just he flew out. Uh, he's already flown out. Wow. Took mm. off his shirt at the airport. And that's crazy. It's just a bad look. No words, man. And it's crazy to think that's about because dude, that's crazy. It really like, is. Have we seen a player self-destruct like this in a long time in the NFL? Like, I can't remember the last player that's like pulled. Well, honestly, I can't remember the last player that's had the opportunity to pull this many stunts, much yeah. less actually do it. I don't know. Josh Gordon is giving him a run for his money. Yeah, Josh Gordon <laughs> was more dealing with weed. He just couldn't stay yeah. off the weed. He couldn't stay but off now, the now weed. They made, now yeah, they made rules in place they where – Yeah, but when did they think Right. But CTE? Now, I, I mean, know. you know what Stephen A. Smith is going to say in the morning. He's going to be like, stay off the weed. Yeah. yeah. You know he's going to say it. You know he's going to say it. A really good question. Is Antonio Brown a Hall of Famer? Yes. I'd still put him in there. Yeah. Even with yeah. Brown, yeah. I'd still put him in there. Like, about- he had a, what, a, a good seven-year stint where, like, he was – the best in the league, if not arguably the best up there with Julio. Like, they both mm-hmm. went back and forth for years. And then he ended up getting a Super Bowl with the Bucks. So, he has the Super Bowl to his name. He's led yeah. the league in receiving yards, touchdown catches for a long time. I mean, I, I, it'd be stupid to let his off-the-field issues uh, diminish what he's done on the field whenever he was actually playing. Mm-hmm. That to somebody – Versus Tennessee Chattanooga. I know a guy like that. They yeah. did that to him. Terrell yeah. Owens. That's all they did. So they used that to not allow. T.O. should have been a first battle. He should have been in. He was third all-time in yards. Second all-time. Let me take that back. Second all-time in yards. Third all-time in uh, uh, touchdowns. Like a fourth all-time in catches. How the heck is he not 
automatic Hall of Fame. It should have been the moment he was available, it should have been instant. Mm-hmm. But yet he wasn't. Because yeah. of his so off the field. That's so. yeah, but this random off first ballot. So yeah, yeah. For real. No, I agree. I agree with you. That's what was popping in my head, too. I was thinking the same thing was the Terrell Owens thing. You know, people held that against him, like you said. And um, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe people have kind of grown from it, though. I mean, you know, T.O. making it in now. Did they did they keep O.J. Simpson in the Hall of Fame, or did they take him out after all that? Uh, I mean, I think once you make it in, that's like thing. But I don't in. know. If you can take away a Hosman, you can take somebody out of the Hall of Fame. Uh oh, he 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 made the Hall of Fame in 1985. So yes. So if OJ yes. still has all that off the field stuff going on, I don't see yeah. why anybody else would be able to <laughs> literally kill, the Hall kill, of Fame. kill somebody in your end. I mean, <laughs> that's I, what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I, I think it's safe to say he'll he'll make it in, man. Also, I want to throw out uh, that was I did watch the entire game, and that was incredible to see Tom Brady with no timeouts drive all the way down the field. Uh, nine three yards and uh, scored a game touchdown. And, and if that's not MVP, then against I don't who? know who it is because now against the Jets, he had to score a game winning touchdown against the Jets. Uh, with uh, uh injury plague defense and all of his weapons are fairly a guy literally quitting the game. Exactly, had a, exactly. This is the that's Jets it. we're talking about. <laughs> They probably should have taken care of business. They probably should have. If it was a wild card team or a team in the playoff hunt, okay, I understand. This is the Jets we're talking about. I yeah. You could they they could have started they could have started Kyle Trask and I still would have expected the Buccaneers to win. It it doesn't matter. Well, uh, sometimes it's not always about the team in the NFL. That's a little different. It's not about the team. It's always more about the performance because everybody knows the NFL any given day. It's a little different than yeah. Better players. So Aaron Rodgers, because you want to look at like play better teams, uh Buccaneers have played better teams. And they have done pretty fairly well with their schedule. I mean, they're right now at 12 and 4. And Brady at the age of 44 years old, 5,000 over yeah, 5,000. What yards, he's doing is remarkable. 40 touchdowns. He's about he's literally have more yards and the same amount of touchdowns as he had last year. Mm-hmm. Like, I like more somebody at the NBA. Hmm. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It kind of does. Uh, you're kind of, you're, you're right. It's like Spider-Man and Spider-Man looking at each other. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at, least, at least this guy I know wins when all his weapons aren't there. Because you know, that's a whole nother that's a whole nother fuck. Hold on, no, hold on, hold on. on injuries and stuff, and the Lakers have had were- a freaking healthy team all year. And the LeBron needs to go recruit healthy players. He recruited these people. There's no excuse. There's no That's excuse. Right. He recruited those players. That's right. Russell Westbrook wasn't injury prone when he air, when he's airballed so a game. Is, airballed how a many shot games in every game this played year. in a row this year. How many games has AD played in a row this year? He hasn't really played many, man. When has under, he played? It, he knew five. that. He was injury prone uh, in it's, New Orleans. It's true. He was, he was injury prone, but we knew the talent levels up there. I, I wasn't prepared for us to go this route, but, <laughs> but, here, but here we are. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Still averaging more than look, everybody look, look. in their prime. This hey, this is all I'm gonna say about LeBron. I love what he's doing. I personally, he ain't my favorite player, but I respect his game. But I'm gonna hold him to the same standard 
that the world held Steph Curry last year. That's fine. They were, the Warriors were eighth in the uh, eighth in the West, but Steph Curry had an MVP season, averaged dang near thirty all year. But since they weren't winning, Steph was criticized. So I'm gonna do the same thing for LeBron. That's straight. Yeah, the Lakers That's were. Straight. I don't think Jacob or myself are saying that uh, LeBron should. I mean, I, I'm not saying that LeBron should be MVP right now. I don't know. I'm, if not Jacob, I'm just. I yeah, I'm not saying to me it out. is. To me, it is Steph Curry right now. But Jokic, we can't also deny what Jokic did last year. And KD winning all those or, games. Man. I'm about yeah, to say, Kevin Durant, oh, Jokic, Jokic didn't take games off, though. That's the difference between him and Kevin Durant. Jokic that's literally played every fair. game he could. And I think he yeah, played in every game. I, I mean, at some point, you got to actually reward that. I mean, we can't start rewarding <laughs> these guys just taking games off. So, that's just me. Right. Aside from that, aside yeah, from I, that, Torres, get, get us back on track here, man. Get us back on track. On track, and the way we get back on track is by going to an incredible game that a lot of us all saw this past weekend. Um, that was the Utah versus Ohio State, and man, I mean, what a game that back was! A lot. Back and forth. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, man. I, I, this is me. Uh, this is just me. I hate high scoring games. All right. I hate seeing 50 50. No I hate seeing 45. Rose Bowl like high scoring games are something different, though. I love them things. See, I remember oh, the Rose Bowl is just a classic. Yeah. I, I remember Tyler really enjoyed the uh, Penn State versus USC. USC. I loved it. Uh, that was 50 49. See, I can't, I can't, I can't do that. Like, what about to me, Alabama LSU? Yeah, yeah. Alabama LSU nine to six. Hey, give me that every week. Like hey, I love Torres, it. Me, and, me and you are defensive guys. We love watching. I appreciate it games. too. I appreciate it too. But I like the games <laughs> that are like I, I don't know. I like the games. See, both of them in a way, the teams are going back and forth and back and forth. It's just one is back and forth with defenses. One is back and forth with offenses. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I like close that, games. I like look, games. All I know is wild. whatever the whole Utah secondary. Hang the cleats up. You let a brother go for 300 and really? something yards on you. Hang it up. Take the scholarships away. Looking like Jamar, Jamar Chase from God today, man. Lee. Just going like, off. That is insane. Yeah. Like, uh, like, and honestly, I, I really wanted Utah to win just so the Pac-12 could have a little bit of weight to their name. I Not even too. just because I don't like Ohio State. I wanted the Pac-12 to have a little bit of weight to their name just so they can be relevant. But, golly, dude, how can you let a guy – Go for 300 yards and you don't triple team them in that. Let somebody else score, but don't well, let him just keep gashing you downfield. But the, uh, the Hall of Fame, though, Marvin uh, Harrison. Utah guy. You Go said ahead. what, uh, uh, The Utah running back, uh, he was returning kicks. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you know what I'm saying? He went off too. So it's like, yeah, that was a good kickoff. You got, well, you got two guys that literally just about did everything, you know, carried uh, the whole uh, team, which. Uh, Britain, uh, Kove. Mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So he's a bad man. Yeah, he's You got so you look at CJ Stroud, you look at his game. He had 537, uh, 573 yards, 37, 36, six touchdowns, one pick. I mean, the band basically played a perfect game. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, my lord. And then, you know, he had two receivers that had three touchdowns. I mean, Ohio State played an incredible game. And um, he didn't even have Olave or Garrett Wilson. That's impressive. That's what impressed me. True, true. He did not. Um, so, and and he was one of those guys. 
I will say, Kobe, before Bryce Young, yes, I'm just going to say it, but I had C.J. Stroud as my Heisman before the uh, SEC championship game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because CJ had played up to that potential the entire season, and had he had he not lost to Michigan, um, I do believe he would have had a great better opportunity. Because however he would have played in the Big Ten championship would have been the difference maker. Now, yes, Bryce Young beating the number one ranked team, yeah, being underdogs that that big itself, but would have made the race a lot closer than what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah, after 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 Bryce Young, it was. it was not even a case anymore. Yeah. I, I would, what Bryce I would, Young did, what Bryce Young did to Georgia, that's just you can't pick us apart. What are the what are the odds it happens again, Tyler? Hey man, I'm I'm expecting it. <laughs> so you can't fool me. Fool me once, you know. Shame on you. Fool me can't get fooled again. I'm not I'm not I'm not getting fooled again, man. Pulling that George Bush over here. I ain't getting fooled again. I mean, it was a good game. Uh, big time plays, big time players make big time plays. Yeah. Um, Utah looked good though. I mean, honestly, they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with in the uh, you know, in the Pac 12. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Near future. Uh, especially since Crystal Ball left, you know, Utah's got look, probably got in a little bit of an advantage up there now, you know, from guys. You mean Bo Nix isn't going to carry Oregon to a Pac 12 championship? Jacob? Absolutely not. He might not, not even finish fourth in his division. <laughs> hey, anyway. I don't know though. Utah might have the work cut out for him. USC, uh, what's his name? Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley. Out there, move, yeah. Man. True. True. Yeah. But I mean, Utah's <laughs> still going to do their thing too. I, I believe that. I mean, but Ohio State impressed me, though. I will say so that. So, for going into next season, is it safe to say Jackson Smith was in Jigba? Is that the wide receiver name for Ohio State? Is it safe to say he's the best, probably the best offensive player, if not best receiver at least, going into next year, next season? Uh, what is Olave doing? Is he, is he going oh, yeah. to be Olave Okay, well, then, then that is – I mean, it's so between – Jamison Williams gone. Like, all of them are gone. Yeah. You might I think to. he's the best receiver going into the league. I would, put him, I would probably put Ja'Cory Brooks, too, if we're just talking about wide receivers. Yeah, wide receivers. Next it year. depends on what – Ja'Cory Brooks, it depends on what he does in this championship game. I mean, he bought I mean, out he against Auburn. He bought out uh, against Cincinnati. It depends on what he does this championship game. Yeah. Okay. But, hey, he's done big catches and big-time games, you know. Mm-hmm. That's, that's tough. Yeah. Well, uh, another, another game – uh, I was thinking about um, was me and Tyler had made a pick on uh, between Oklahoma State and Notre Dame, and Notre Dame went up twenty eight to seven. I was like, Thank "Wow, the Notre Lord. Dame is finally about to win!" They were about Thank to the Lord that happened. Tyler hates Notre Dame. He I hate Notre Dame. Notre I hate Penn State. Golly. They can they can go <laughs> fall in a hole and they can die. Go kick rocks, man. Yeah. Golly, dude. I'm so glad that. And then they were thinking about putting this Notre Dame team in the playoffs. Now, I love for that to happen. I love that to happen. At, like, first, I mean, at first, I was like, man, they actually could have been a potential playoff team. You did, yeah, yeah. You, you were going – you were you were bragging about them in the group chat. I was like, okay. I mean, you weren't uh-huh. wrong at the time. They were doing good. <laughs> but the most Falcon thing ever happened. Book had three touchdowns in the starts. Yeah, uh, Notre Dame being Notre Dame, man, it's, it's no shocker. 
Um, but man, I mean, I saw that was some, that was some really good bowls, and uh, obviously the last the last point on these uh, other bowls before we get to the playoffs is uh, we everybody saw what happened with Ole Miss and Baylor. Um, uh, you saw what happened with uh, Bryce. Uh, no, that was not Bryce. Matt Corral. Matt Corral. Yeah. Uh, yes, Matt Corral was uh, got his knee injured in that game. Obviously, he was one of the top prospects going into the uh, NFL draft next year. And uh, Kirk Herbstreit did make a point on, on his broadcast talking about how players sit out. Um, bowl games you know, are meaningless, bowl games, quote unquote. Yeah, bowl games are meaningless. And I, to a certain, I do agree. I do too. Um, to a degree too. About, we talked about this a little bit before the show, but I was talking about a lot like. I it's me. I'm not the biggest fan of seeing six and six, five and seven, you know, reasons. Um, but I'm not about a lot of these routines in a bowl game for an unnecessary reason. I think we're rewarding being five hundred. We're rewarding being um uh being 50, 50. you know you can't uh, to me I, I think you should have at least seven or eight wins at least eight wins in my opinion three losses or less to play in a bowl game there's no reason why you should be playing in a bowl game like that so. yeah i i mean I, i'll go on the other side of the of the the conversation i i do love bowl games i love anytime i can get extra football i love getting extra football they did used to have more meaning and I, you know i talked about that before ever since the to me ever since college football playoff they've lost all their meaning i mean you think about about yeah. it back in the bcs days they had meaning i mean because you had the top two once you weren't picked i mean you fight for that bowl you have you know it, it was a it was a bragging rights kind of thing it was a thing you kind of hang your hat on um, you know, a good way to end the season. You didn't see a lot of guys. I mean, I don't even think it was a thing growing up where guys could just were just opting out just to save themselves for NFL. It wasn't really a thing. Um, but I remember actually caring about games. I remember I was so pissed off when uh, when Georgia played West Virginia in the Sugar Bowl when I was growing up, and they did a fake punt at the end to seal the game. I was so upset. I cared a lot about that game. But it feels like in recent history here, you know, um, just take, for instance, Georgia versus Texas uh, the other year, and then I believe it was the Sugar Bowl then. As Auburn well. versus uh, UCL. So that's another yeah, Auburn, yeah, that yeah, that too. But uh, the I didn't care about that game when it, when it got to UGA, Texas, because I knew that these players didn't yeah. care. Nowadays, if you don't make it to college football playoff, what are you playing for? You know, I feel like that's, that's the, the mindset of a lot of these athletes. They don't really care uh, once they're out of the playoffs, you know, it's, it's just not even really worth it. So I may as well just save myself for NFL, get ready for that and go. But well, also, yeah. is that another narrative for expanding the playoffs? Are they losing, is the NCAA losing ratings because people really don't care about bowl games like that? Is that why? So you, if you sit there and say, we have a 12 team playoff, does that mean more people are going to tune in? Is that a reason why they want to expand it? Or do they really want representation for other teams in the playoffs? It's like, I don't know. It's just bowl games, they used to mean much to me. Like, I remember it wasn't even an Alabama game. It was, I think it was Georgia and Hawaii in the Allstate uh, Sugar Bowl. I think it was like back in 2007. It was, it was, like Cole way Brennan versus yeah, yeah, like was that Stafford it? Or... Yeah, it was just a huge game. Like, I remember it being a huge, it wasn't even a national championship game, but bowl mm. games meant something. Yeah. Now, and I, honestly, from a player's perspective, I can understand. If I'm not one of the top four teams, and if this bowl game means I don't get a spot in the to compete for a national championship, then 
why am I putting my body on the line when I could yeah. be uh, making millions somewhere else? So it's really it's a it's a 50 50 thing with me. I'm, I'm kind of on the fence with it because Matt Corral, you can easily sit there and say if he would have opted out, it would have been uh, it wouldn't have affected his draft stock, whatever else. But also Matt Corral, if anybody's watched SEC football all season long, he's been dealing with injuries all year long. Yes. He's been taken in and out of games all year long. So that injury could have happened at practice. You never know. So injuries are a part of the game and you got to go out there and play. That is your obligation. But also, you need to protect yourself at the same time. So it, it's really on. I'm on the fence with that one. Yeah. Well, I also ask the same question a lot about, um, like, when you look at the bowl games, how much does it really matter to certain teams? You know, like Tyler just said. You know, we thought about last. You look at Cincinnati and Georgia. Cincinnati played all their players. Georgia played with the third and fourth string. And, yes, the game was close and Georgia still won. How much does that really mean, mean to Georgia? Because now I feel like with the top teams in the, in the entire uh, uh, college, in the entire nation, all they want is national championship. I think the only team that really care for these bowl games are teams like uh, uh, Utah, a team mm. like uh, South Carolina. South Carolina. Yeah. They're the ones that care about it because they know they're not beating any of these other teams to get to the national championship. Yeah. You know? True. True. What you think, Jacob? I'm on the fence, man. It's uh, it's a tough one. There's two sides of it. You know, most of these cats know that they're going to get drafted in the first round. They're going to be taken care of, you know, for life. So, I, I mean, I get that. I see that side, too. But at the same time, I'm just one of those that I can't. I'm going to play every game. That's just me, though. Mm-hmm. If I'm healthy, yeah, I'm it playing. Just being a competitor, yeah. that. That's just my mindset, though. I just love playing the game too much to just one day wake up and be like, I, I don't want to play that game and have to watch on the TV. I just can't do that when I know I could be there. Yeah. yeah. And I agree with you, Tyler, because I'm the same way. Um, and I, I would, if I'm in their position, I know, I know me, I would be playing. But you do, but now – this is college football. The way we used to talk about how the bowl games meant something back in the day is not the same way that it means today because it's now a completely different business of college football than what it was back then. Yeah. Yes, players played in those games. Players played in the games when they were beaten up and hurt. They played as yeah. if it was already in the NFL in college. But it is different because now there's so much money to be made as a college athlete. And there's so much stuff at stake. I mean, this is generational wealth. Crazy. If these yeah, guys yeah. be your first round pick, that's automatic almost ten million dollars. Like these yeah. guys ain't never seen that type of money. <laughs> that, like yeah. that's that's money that you can't that a lot of folks can't pass up. I mean, the same yeah, thing I wouldn't with the old boy with old boy going to uh, Jackson State. That boy ain't never oh, seen yeah. one point dollars in his life. You think mm-hmm. he just go? Come on now. <laughs> I mean, I can understand. You know, it's yeah. a different game now. It's a business. Yeah. Well, I got one quick question, something that's kind of in my mind right now. Um, before we get into the college football playoff games that just happened this week, um, <clears throat> right now, if we were in BCS, you know, we were still in the BCS era, who would have been the two teams playing in the national championship? Would we have still be seeing Alabama, Georgia, or would it be Alabama, somebody else? Alabama, Georgia. Probably would have been Alabama, Michigan, maybe. That's what yeah. I think. I'll think Georgia. So, so what do you? It would have been. 
I don't know. I think I kind of lean with Kobe. I think they would have went Alabama, Michigan. I don't think they used to give second chance. Just because, just because Michigan's win over Ohio State held that much weight, like yeah, yep, it would have been Alabama, Michigan. It would have been too yeah. comfortable. Yep, that's what but, I think. So I mean, but, did that validate that the college football better. playoff? Then I mean, to me, it kind of does. But, I mean, it shows that to me. But in my yes. opinion, who is the most dominant all year long? Yeah, Georgia. you're right, Georgia. Yeah. That, that, and that's what I'm saying. In the BCS, they wouldn't have this win mean something. I think it would have been the two most dominant teams. In, well, in Georgia's Alabama. case, you know, where they were 12 undefeated and they got beat by, you know, a team that's, you know, a great team. You know, that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay. it, they would have looked at the losses. That I think they would have looked at the losses because Michigan State's loss or win over Michigan, I think, was – Worse than you know Georgia's loss to Alabama. Yeah, uh, I don't know about that because Michigan was a, still a tough team, uh, even though Michigan did lose to Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan only finished the season with like three losses uh, in a tough Big Ten conference. I I do feel like in the BCS Bowl it would have been Bama versus Michigan. Now the only thing that would have mattered would have been how would the BCS take it into account Cincinnati? Um, we've seen what That's they did with Boise too. State. Yeah. Seen how they did Boise State in those years uh, when they went undefeated. They did get ranked high, but they would never pushed above mm-hmm. uh, those top-ranked uh, Power 5 schools because of who they played. So it depends on how they would have looked at Cincinnati, you know, with that big win against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Um, Power 5 and, win against Indiana. And you know what? Actually, yeah. actually – Sitting here thinking about it, uh, because the AP rankings was a little bit similar sometimes to the BCS. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think I actually believe Cincinnati probably would have been in it. You know, it would have been honestly. It would have been in it, which would have been a mistake. So, and we just yeah. learned that. So, <laughs> with, with that being said, with that being said, since you know you brought up Alabama, because it could have been very well Alabama Cincinnati. Just real quick. What were y'all's takes on uh, Alabama's win against them the other day? Uh, Bama was on cruise control that entire game, and I loved every second of it. Uh, honestly, if it were up to me, I wish Bama would have dropped 50 on Cincinnati, which they probably could have just to keep the G5 conversation out of the playoffs just because I feel like uh, a point needed to be proven. But Bama, Bama's defense showed up. It was, it was elite defensive play. I loved it. The competition, I think, wasn't as good. I think Desmond Ritter, I, Ritter, I think he's good. I think um, uh, what's the running back's name that transferred from Bama? Jerome Ford, I think yeah. he's a good athlete. But really, it just goes to show stars really do matter. I, I think I've heard I've heard teams uh, fans of teams say that. Like Colin, Colin tells me that all the time. For those of you that don't know, Colin is a diehard Florida fan. He'll say the show. stars don't matter. But uh, stars really do matter. Do I think matter. it really shows when you put a top power five team against a G5 team. I really think it shows. Uh, you can't play four quarters four quarters of football whenever you can't – whenever the team you're playing can't, doesn't skip a beat. They can throw in another five-star if their starting five-star gets tired and they don't miss a beat. And I think G5 teams, they don't have that luxury until they start recruiting at that same level. But as far as Alabama, I think they did great. I think the offense, they were just on cruise control. I think they just wanted to manage the game. Very impressed by our running game. I'm mm-hmm. very happy for Brian Robinson. He deserved that. Mm-hmm. He's been a 
He's been a workhorse for us all season. Um, Bryce Young, he had three uh, three touchdown game, a Easy. modest game for him. Uh, I think we took care of guys, prevented injuries. I think we played that the smart way of how we should going into the national championship. Good. Yeah. Jacob, anything else to add there? Um, no, nah, just piggybacking off that. Uh, I saw somebody say um, Saban probably used 2% of the playbook. Yep. About that's a yeah, outright. True. I mean, yep. that's, that, that's, that that's exactly what's if popping you don't in know, And if you didn't know what was about to happen, I mean, look at the games that Cincinnati played, you know, teams like Tulsa ran for 300. Look, Alabama, Saban's going to see that and literally build a game plan around that. It's exactly what you saw. Not too much. Um, One negative I saw, Bryce Young has to stop throwing off his back foot. He's uh, air melons throws. Um easily could have stepped up in the pocket a little bit, maybe got a better throw there. And it was actually the one he threw the interception on. Um, he's got to fix that. Uh, just a, you know, just a hair. He's still, but he's other still than young. That, I think he's got to yeah, learn that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But other than that, um, some good backup DBs came in. Curry Jackson. I yeah, um, love him. I talk, I've been talking about him for a year. I his uh, yeah, he was the number one juco like corner that, out of the uh, twenty. Hate to have this kind of guys. Yeah, I mean his film is absolutely insane in juco. It was like he was just head above everybody else on the field. It was insane. Um, also, he came he's in, a plugged six him right foot four corner with lockdown. Yeah, that's always yep. huge. Literally, <laughs> and he's two hundred pounds. Yeah. So I mean, and you when you run a four four at six. For 200 pounds in your DB, you're probably going to have some success. Big time. But uh, Kool-Aid played a good game as a freshman. Big time game. He's never played in one. I saw some good stats about him. Um, everybody yeah, tackle for sure. Tackling, uh, that's what I usually worry about each and every game, especially against mm-hmm. Georgia. You got to tackle. You yeah. got to tackle. As soon as you make contact, especially against teams like Georgia, Michigan, and all that, if you make contact at the line of scrimmage, they cannot get no more than a yard or two. Like, it's got to be for sure tackling. That's a good recipe for winning. And uh, I saw a bunch of that on Saturday, a lot of flying around. Um, next matchup is going to be good. Yep, yep. Uh, Torres, what would you see out of Georgia-Michigan? Out of Georgia-Michigan? I was still mm-hmm. on Alabama. Fancy. Well, no. save, uh, save, save a little, save a little time, save a little bit for. for oh, yeah, I'm gonna save a little bit, yeah. but uh, what I've seen out of Georgia is what I uh, I did not expect to see out of Georgia. Uh, because if y'all heard on the last podcast, I was a little bit, I was a little bit 50 50. I did pick Georgia to win, um, but I was, I was a little scared mm-hmm. for Georgia, and that 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 Michigan game had me worried after seeing how they played against Alabama. But I had to sit here and think after watching that game, why would you think that way? Look how we played the entire season. Come on, come on, Finney. Why would you think like that? Look how that look how that defense played. They played revamp. Yeah. They shut down Michigan from start to finish. It was awesome. This looked freaking awesome against the run. And I already made that statement. I said the only chance Michigan really has against Georgia is to run the ball. And if they was able to run the ball, then this this was going to be a wild game for us. And boy, and what I enjoyed the most was Stinson Bennett putting the shut your mouth and know your roles on a whole lot of folks because he threw the ball over 30 times, threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns. 
Something, something tells me we're going to hear about that a little later on in the show. Oh, we about to hear about it. Oh. Hey, I got one thing to say, though. I do got one uh, one takeaway from that game. Real quick. Georgia just absolutely took Aiden Hutchinson out that game, and yeah. he should have just went back to the locker room. That man went. He, he, he may as well not have shown up the second half, yeah. from what I recall. I don't think he reported anything the whole second half. No, no. I didn't see no. nothing. Yeah. And I watched that whole game. And the the Onjigba uh, uh, guy or whatever, the other defensive yeah, end they have, on the other end, yeah. nowhere yeah. to be found. Somebody put up a missing persons report because uh, he literally had a zero 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 stat line. He was yeah. god awful. Um, yeah, man, kind of telling off of Georgia right there. I did watch this game. You know, I had to. I was as as depressing as it's been. You, your boy still has to dabble. Oh. Um, wow. It's still look oh. look. It's it's it was fun. I enjoyed it. They played great. They they were lights out. Like this is literally how Alabama played against us. We played against Michigan. So if we can, you know, recreate that somehow, we like I told you last show, we have a puncher's chance. All right. I'll give I'll give us a, a small chance against it in the next uh, in the next game. But the run game was good. James Cook we did really good. Um, the wide receivers played really well. Like you said, I got to brag on Stetson. He did great. Um, some guys made some money, man. Jamari Salyer, he put Hutchinson in his place. Um, both of our tackles, really him and Warren McClendon, did a great job. Uh, like I said, James Cook made him some money. Zamir White made him a little money, being a little bit more of a receiving back um, in that game. Um, it was a good game overall. Man, freaking Kobe Dean. My God, I don't know if y'all saw the clip of him freaking going nature. all the way across – the field to make a tackle for a loss. Like it was yeah. Roquan Smith vibes, bro. Roquan Smith vibes. And I, I loved it, dude. I freaking loved it. Um, and uh, Quay Walker laying the boom on that dude. Quay Walker. Yeah. Good boys that, that's that's we, Georgia football right there. We, we were hitting hard and we, we you know, Lord, we paid we the price it. on two of them, two targeting calls. One of them isn't going to mean any, well, both of them ain't going to mean anything because Chris Smith, he did that in the first half. So he'll be back for national championship. Um, and then uh, Chaz Chambliss, uh, true freshman from Carrollton, he had the hit stick at the end. I was like, that that thing had me hype, boy. He laid the boom on that one, but um, by the book that was targeting. So that was my takeaway. Yeah, yeah, that was that that was my takeaways from it. I enjoyed it. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, I think we're about ready to to go into some championship picks here after this break, ain't we? I'm glad I'm ready. But guess what? Y'all got to wait till after the break. Boom, boom. We'll see you. Oh, and welcome back to the TNT podcast. Look, I've been waiting on this all day. I've been waiting on this all year long. Oh, man. Look, we finally is here. The national championship. We've been preaching about it for the last I don't know how many months. Me and Tyler been on this show. We've been talking a lot about all the college football. Um, and I'm gonna let everyone else go first. All right. And I'm gonna let my co-host go first because I, I, I'm a little bit disappointed in him and his, yeah, you and don't his doubt, <laughs> and his doubt <laughs> about, about a team he has preached about all year long. So Tyler, what are your thoughts on the upcoming national championship? All right. Yeah. So my thoughts, my thoughts, you already know, you know, where I stand as far as who I'm going to be rooting for. Of course, I'm going to be rooting for the dogs to pull this one out. But as far as picks go, you know, it's got to be different. Um, I can't 
Dude, I can't fall in line with you, my man. I already know where you're leaning, but you know, Kobe knows, Jacob knows how everything went last time around. All right, SEC championship game. Need I remind you, I drank the Kool-Aid. I fell into the spell that Torres had, had cast on me. I got a little cocky in our team, and we came, and we got dominated. All right, it was not fun. It was a very sad time. Your boy was depressed a little bit after that game. Uh, needless to say, I do not want that to happen again, okay? So I'm refusing to get my hopes up. I'm not going to do it, all right? You hear that, Kobe? You hear that, Jacob? I'm not going to do it, all right? Um, sure, you know, you hear the old saying, you know, it's hard to beat the same team twice. That's one thing we do have going for us here. Uh, we are a very talented team. We are elite. We have the athletes. If there was a year, I feel like it would be this year. You know, you know, this whole you know, season, like Jacob mentioned earlier, you know, we dominated this whole season, uh, which is why he thinks we would have made it in the BCS era. Um, the QB play, though, it's just like every time we play you guys, it just doesn't go that well. It is going to be the same guy. It's not that I'm doubting him. We're about to stick to our guns, all right? The big lesson after last time against you guys was um, we did not let our defense do what our defense normally does. We played a whole different scheme it, it was it was ugly. It was it was awful to watch. My God, it was hard to watch. Uh, giving all the space in the world to your receivers, um, not making adjustments until you know until it was too late. You know, not getting pressure on you guys. I mean, that's going to have to be a big thing is getting pressure on Bryce Young tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but this coming up game. All right, that's going to have to be the main thing, and we're going to make adjustments as the as the game goes along. Um, I have a little bit of um, some optimism. I know. You guys said that uh, Kyrie Jackson stepped in for – what's the guy's name again? Is it uh, Kobe? Jake? Josh Job. Josh uh, Jalen Armour Davis. Yeah. Jalen Armour. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. He I know he got hurt. Um, I don't know if he's going to be back. And then something tells me – so did y'all like Damian George at right tackle? Uh, I I watched him a couple plays. I didn't really focus on him. But other I think the he offensive hurt, line right? unit as a whole played very well. He got hurt, right? <laughs> Man, he can't be lazy. He was lazy when I went to watch him. And the week before, he absolutely dominated. So, it, I, I don't know what to take so from that. who got he hurt? hit or miss. Last game, was it Damian George or was it Chris Owens? Somebody got hurt in, in Cincinnati. It, it was Chris Owens. Chris, Chris Owens, Owens, so it would be Damian George probably at right tackle with Chris Owens? Uh, no, it's probably going to be J.C. Latham. Latham, okay. Star. Well, I thought that the Latham was going to step in for that left – that left guard y'all had that uh, uh no Ikior is gonna be okay. He is gonna be okay. Okay, then cool. Yeah. All right, yeah. So Latham will step in. All right, man. Shoot, just like you guys said earlier, the stars. As soon as one goes up, another one comes in. Um. All right, so here's the prediction. All right, we're we're here at this point. I'm not gonna keep blabbering on. Um. I have no choice but to go with it, man. The history um, says it. We can't really beat them. Uh, I think it lives on this one. I, I hate to say it, but I think it stays with it. Uh, Alabama will beat us in the national championship. That'll it'll it'll happen again. And it, to be honest with you, I'd rather it be not in a uh, pull my heart out fashion. I'd rather it not be a second and twenty six again uh, for them to win it. So I I think Alabama wins it. As sad as it is to say, I'll take all the hits y'all want it. But if the opposite happens, just know that me changing my pick may have done it. Okay. So there you go. All right. So so count your blessings on that one. All right. That's my pick. Alabama wins. I'll say not by you know, it ain't gonna blow us out like you did last time. I think it'll be a closer, I think it'll be seven or ten points y'all beat us by. So Kobe, I'll let you go on. Give me a score, Tyler. Give me a score. God almighty. Oh man. Come on. 31-21. Oh. 
That's fair. So I got Toby. The floor is yours. I got to I got to I'm still trying to wrap my mind up. But y'all, if y'all listen to the podcast, you can't see the look on Torres' face. I just, I'm not, I'm not prepared for what he has to say. But for what I got to say, Alabama, uh, of course, I got Alabama to win. I picked them to win last time. And also, Jacob, I ain't going to let you off the hook. You picked Georgia to win that game last time, too. I know I did. Me and Torres made a bet. Uh if Alabama beat Georgia last time, I'm sure y'all can go back and listen to the podcast of what he had to say back then. I said, Torres, if Alabama wins this game, you have to send out a tweet that said you cannot bet against Tom Brady, LeBron James, or Nick Saban. He fulfilled his side of the agreement, but also I see that it went in one ear and out the other because he hasn't learned. Uh, you can't bet against Nick Saban. I think everybody Absolutely. looks at the coaching spot or uh, the quarterback spot as being Georgia's downfall. But guys, let's 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 cut the bull. This is Nick Saban we're talking about. Uh, I think coaching plays the biggest role in this game. Nick Saban's been here before. Yeah. He's won before. Kirby hasn't. Kirby, he's been here uh, back in what 2017, 2018, mm-hmm. but he couldn't he couldn't seal the deal. Nope. Uh, Saban has, and I think that uh, until Saban retires, he's always going to be in that contending spot. Um, he's the best as far I think the only weakness I see is John Mechie being out. Uh, I think losing John Mechie, I think that's going to say a lot because John Mechie, he is that guy that can. Uh, on those crossing routes, on those slants, he, on those he was sail routes. Alive before he He's, got hurt, he was so consistent. He can make every catch you needed him to. Crucial catches, and he had played a lot into the part of why I think we've had one of the greatest third down offenses I've ever seen. I mean, we can uh, contribute on third down uh, any given time, whether it's third and two or third and fifteen. I've seen Bryce Young make the plays to get first downs, and John Mechie was a part of that. He was always Mister Reliable. Uh, Jamison Williams, I think he's going to have another big game. Um, I just don't think Georgia's DBs can handle what Jamison Williams has to bring to the table. I'm also very interested to see who steps up. Uh, We saw Ja'Cory Brooks. He stepped up in the Auburn game. He stepped up uh, against Cincinnati, had a good 44-yard touchdown, I think it was. Um, I think Billingsley is going to have a huge role. Uh, And also a very underrated aspect of our offense – Cameron Latu, uh, he was a, f- a four or five star linebacker. Saban turned him into a tight end. He has been very productive all year long. I think he had two touchdowns in the Miami game uh, at the beginning of the season, and he's just been on a tear ever since. He's made big plays and is very under the radar with it. So I think we have a, a big day. I think Brian Robinson. I think he's fully healthy. I think he comes to play, and also Trey Sanders. He's a little bit change of pace, mm-hmm. and of course Bryce Young. I think they're all going to have a big, big day. Um, and also one thing I analyzed, not the, not the uh, degrade what Georgia did against Michigan. I'm always glad to see a big 10 team, other conference team that complain about SEC bias. I'm glad when the SEC bias hits them in the Shut mouth a little bit. Yeah. So, but also one thing I've seen is Stetson Bennett's game. Uh, he had a big day against Michigan, but also there were some plays that, kind of everybody kind of overlooked. I think Brock Bowers, he's an athlete. Uh, Kiaris Jackson, he had a one-handed catch. But on these big plays, Stetson Bennett is making throws that he needs to be more accurate on. Um, the Kiaris Jackson up. one-handed catch, you got you to put it in his chest. Brock Bowers, he had a mm-hmm. heck of a catch, just a mm-hmm. big-body catch 
where if Stetson hits him in the chest, he's, he's still running to this day. He would have had a touchdown out of it if he would have hit him in stride. I think that's going to be the ultimate downfall. I don't think this defense fears Stetson Bennett. I think our defense has finally hit its stride, making plays, being consistent, pressuring the quarterback. Dallas Turner and Will Anderson, they are probably the best tandem Saban has ever had. Uh, they will get to Stetson Bennett. They will bring pressure. Um, Henry Toto, if he can stay consistent with Chris, Christian Harris, they've made a uh, heck of a plays these last couple weeks. Um, and also our DBs, I think, uh, Jacob, he's, um, elaborated, elaborated on that. Kyrie Jackson, good to see him. He was a num- uh, number one Juco product a couple years ago at corner. He's six foot four, long rangy. So if y'all want to throw in George Pickens for a couple plays, that's the guy we're going to have to put on him. I mean, he's the same size, if not taller. Uh, and then also Kool-Aid McKinstry, I think he was targeted uh, or he played 30 something cover snaps. So he was targeted four times. He didn't let up a single catch. Uh, so it's good to see a young guy thriving. Jordan Battle, he's the enforcer of our defense. Uh, he can continue to make plays. And also Brian Branch, he's finally starting to show out a little bit. Yeah, uh, he had a decent year last year. He's kind of been on the hush mode this year. But he had a sack. He's made good plays. He's been good in man coverage, zone coverage. Uh, I think just all around Bama is finally starting to hit its stride. And what better time to hit its stride than the college football playoffs? So I think if offensive line can, uh, if they can protect Bryce Young, Bryce Young makes plays and defense, just make open field tackles and keep everything in front of them. I don't think there's anything to fear with Stetson Bennett at quarterback. I got, I like Alabama winning. Um, I will go on to say Alabama 45, Georgia 28. I think it'll be very similar to how it was the first game. Jesus Christ. All right, Jacob, hit us with your, sheesh. All right. Well, um, like Kobe said, I did pick Georgia last time by six to ten points. But to be fair, there was nothing that told me that Alabama was going to win that game. Nobody knew that was coming from y'all. I'll give you that. And I made a ma- and I made a mistake by betting against Saban. <laughs> Never will I do Can't that ever Saban. again. Um, yeah, like Kobe said, I mean, really, the only worry I have not even John Mechie being out, even though I wish he was playing. Um, I think it's just right tackle. Like, that's mm-hmm. the only downfall I've been seeing. I mean, Cincinnati kind of showed, you know, same thing Auburn did a little bit on that right side, which I don't understand why, you know, Georgia didn't do that. But um, – You're telling me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think one guy we haven't talked about, and he's had a good two, you know, games, Slade Bolden. Yeah, yeah, he has been playing. Out, He's done good. Besides punt return, because good lord, the man can't. We can't find a punt returner catch. to save our he lives. He cannot. He Weird. cannot call a fair catch. I don't know how Jameson but, Williams can't be a freaking punt returner. I think they're trying to protect him. Uh, that too. Um, but yeah, I think if Slade has a, you know, he had a good game against Georgia last time. He's scored a couple multiple touchdowns these past two games. Um, Jay Bill out against have, Cincinnati. Yeah. And, you know, Jay Bill's going to have a big game. Latu's going to have a big game. Um, just comes down to how Alabama blocks. I mean, if they give up, you know, two, three sacks, okay. I, I think I might live with that just because I know of the reasoning. Um, I still think you can make plays with that happening. Um, I just think Alabama has a little bit more fire, uh, firepower. I think that's what it comes down to you know, on the offensive side, when, you know, when you need a touchdown, you need a field goal or something like that. I think Alabama's got that advantage. Um, 
and like Kobe said, the biggest thing is the coaching. Yeah. And it comes with experience um, in big games. You've been there. You've done that. You know how to prepare. You know how to, uh, you know, get the players engaged and stuff like that. And I think it just comes down, you know, to one of the last possessions, you know, later in the fourth quarter, probably something like that. And I do think Alabama is going to win by seven, six, seven, something like that. Uh, I'll go with 31 to 24. Okay. Is that? Yeah. 30, 31, 24. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we, we've had this long, somber kind of talk. I mean, I know you guys have maybe been bored by the, the monotoneness of us three, but um, I don't think you're prepared, just like we're, we're unprepared right hey, now. It's, for time, about it's, to time, for me to, it's, it's time for me to hit the door. Yeah, it, it's about to get I loud. I can't listen. Tori, go ahead. <laughs> All right. I have listened to you three, Tip Mock, sit here and talk. Yappity yap 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 like you're tipping on a tree about Bama this, Bama that, Bama this, Bama that. You know, I went, I, I was at a Christmas party uh, last Monday and uh, a relative of Stinson Bennett, uh, you know him, Tyler, uh, Megan Bennett. And yeah, Bennett. yeah, I have a They're, signature. I have, I have a little signature from Stinson when he was at the Christmas tournament one year. See, see yeah, so uh, Stinson Bennett in Jones County a little bit. Yeah, yeah. So, Talking, you know, obviously we're gonna talk about little Georgia, we're gonna talk about little Stinson. And she was like, Yeah, some of the family ain't too too kind to how a lot of people talk about Stinson Bennett. You know, a lot of people get on them and they obviously that comes to the that comes to the table when you're the starting quarterback of, a, of of one of the best of the best teams in the nation. Obviously, that's gonna come, but a lot of people don't look at the story of Stinson Bennett, you know, being a walk-on, don't even supposed to be in this position. Um, he's playing a quarterback position. And Kirby made a good point after the game on Michigan. He said, man, we got two really good quarterbacks. We got Stinson Bennett and JT Daniels. So that that's a specialty to have going into this Alabama game. If Stinson don't make it work halfway through the game, we got JT there to back it up. But now what, – What history do you have of him doing that? Uh, he's never done that. He's never done that. That's the thing, Tyler. Eventually, the tide has to change. I'm going back to the same thing I said the first time. Eventually, the tide has to change. Look, the way that this defense has played, they've had a long time to recuperate. They've played so many weeks in a row, back to back to back to back. And everybody want to talk about this so-called strength of schedule. Do Alabama didn't play nearly no no more better teams than Georgia really played. All right? So, what I'm trying to get at, what I'm trying to get at is Stinson Bennett is in this game to prove everybody wrong. Everybody. He is sick and tired of hearing all of these people talk about how he can't do this, how he can't do that, how he can't throw against Alabama. Now, yes, look at the past three games or however many games he played against Alabama. Yes, he got more, almost more interceptions and touchdowns. Yes, his worst games of his career are against Alabama. But now, this is the last college game he'll ever play in. The last one. And he could have changed. And, and not necessarily. Not necessarily his last college. Yeah, he might return oh, to it. Yeah, 
He 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 uh, either he, he's either going to return here if JT goes or if uh, or leaves. Well, well that'll, that'll that'll be even cleaner. Just well, I, I I thought he actually I thought it was his fifth year. I really well, did. He, he has enough years to where he could. Everybody has an extra year of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Oh, COVID, COVID, COVID year, COVID year. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a redshirt and he has the COVID year. Yeah, so good. Well, you're, you're good. Keep going. Well, well, well. Even then. It's even more beautiful because guess what? He can probably come back and do it again and have an opportunity at a repeat because George is winning the national championship next Monday. Uh, this boy, Sister Bennett, will be the guy that everyone is going to have to watch out for. Uh, he's not going into this game. He is done listening to a lot of people talk him down, talk about how he can't play, talk about what he can't do. Um, I'm ready. And I'm excited to finally see what comes to the table from Stinson. What I am ready to see as well is how that Georgia defense going to play Bryce Young this next time. All the criticism. Y'all don't understand. Y'all talk about underdogs. Yes, I want to know, guys, why the heck is Alabama being used as so-called underdog in Cincinnati? There's no use, no, there's no reason. Georgia, Look, is are the underdog. Georgia is the true underdog. Alabama. We, we, we really, Alabama. we really shouldn't be favorites, though. If we're just keeping it real with y'all too, we should not be favorites here against you guys. No, 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 no. Really I, I don't hey, but I mean, but the, I mean, rat poison. Yeah, like, rat poison. We'll take it. Yeah, I know y'all will take it. Ever. That defense, though. That defense plays. I'm telling you, there is no way I'm going to be able to watch this next game. I don't see it happening. Possible. I don't see it being possible. I don't see Alabama be playing them a second time. And them not being able to uh, get sacked, Georgia is going to. Uh, I'm going to bold take. This is actually not even bold. I'm crazy to even think it's bold. Georgia is going to have four more sacks in this national championship. There's going to be a lot more sacks going on. There's going to be a few more turnovers going on. Georgia defense is going to play up the par. The offense, we're going to stick with the run. Hopefully, I hope and pray. I hope and pray we stick to the run. We're going to run the ball in Alabama. We're going to be able to throw the ball in Alabama. Alabama getting a chance to see us the second time is more of is more of a curse than us getting a chance to see Alabama the second time. We ha- we see Alabama's best shot. I, I I don't care what nobody say and all this bull crap talking about cruise control on Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati was the best. That was the best secondary that they saw. That was a good secondary. Bryce Young was a little bit flustered in that game. They, they ran the ball, Torres. They ran Torres, the ball. We had over, over 200 yards rushing with one play. Y'all were running the ball because Cincinnati was never really good against the running, even though the Dane was able to run the ball. You know who good? Running. You know who is good against the run? Alabama, ranked number four in the country against the run. You know oh, that, right? You know that, right? And you, oh, and you also know who's good against the run. That's old boy. Y'all old ain't good against the pass, though. <laughs> Y'all ain't. Come on now. Just wait a minute because we, our pass rush is going to be completely different. I'm expecting to see a lot more blitzes. I'm expecting to see a lot more uh, switches and twists. Uh, dude, this defense is coming in rebound. Kirby ain't about to make that same mistake again. Kirby, well, yeah. I'm seeing, how I'm many times have I heard you say this, Torres? Oh, wait. No, I'm seeing gro- growth in Kirby and in small things. When he told his team, do not worry about the Gatorade now. I guarantee you, if we would have beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, and whoever would have played in the first round, he would have accepted that water bath. I guarantee you he would have. But he understands the task at hand. He knows in himself. He will never – he's a great coach. He's a great coach. He's probably about to take the mantle as being probably Georgia's greatest head coach of all time. But the thing is, the thing is, 
he knows if he beats the man, he gets an opportunity to do that. And he understands the mistakes that he made in that first game. I don't understand why y'all see that this game is so definitive. Like I, I don't see that. Because to me, Georgia has so many opportunities. We was in the red zone three times and came away with no points. Come but on. There should have been two pick sixes. That, okay, okay, okay. And I agree. That's a part of the game. And us not scoring in the red zone is also a part of the game. But come on. we, we There was two times where we could have took field goals that would have made it a one-possession game. There was also another time when Brock Bauer stopped on the route and it became a pick. Like, even then, that could have been nine points. Heck, the score was, what, 20, uh, 41 to 24? That would have been, what, 33, 41? That's one possession right there. And we would have got field goals on all those up possessions. Like, I don't understand. We made a lot of mistakes. Georgia, to me, played the worst game of the – they had to have one game like that. It's hard to go undefeated. It is Even Alabama, out of all those national championship years that they've had, they've been undefeated uh, twice, I believe. Well, it's twice. They've only been undefeated twice in uh, yeah. out of all those years. So that's hard to do. That's really hard to do, even with the Nick Saban coach team. So, I, I look, I, I know Alabama's going to be in there ready to get play. I know they're going to be game. I know what they're bringing to the table. Yes. But I do not see this defense playing the same way that they played the first time. This defense is going to play better. The offense is going to play better. I expect Stinson Bennett to play with a chip on his shoulder. Y'all talking about underdog. That's the man that's going to be playing like an underdog. Stinson Bennett. Dude, this team, dude, oh, my goodness, man. I, I, I actually enjoy the fact that we have to play Alabama because you have to beat them. You have to beat Alabama since 2008. You better, you have to beat Nick Saban if you want to win a national title. The only season that that what didn't happen was the uh, Florida State team when they had a playoff. Yeah. That's the only time. You have to beat Nick Saban to win a national title. And no better way for us to do it than have already seen the that Nick Saban team once. It's good. It's not like we've seen them for the first time. It's not like what we had to do with From and we saw them uh, we had to, the first time we saw them in the national championship. Because imagine if, imagine if we played y'all in the SEC championship game and y'all brought two out that first I, time. I hear a lot of woulda, coulda. Oh, no, 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 no. It won't be no woulda, coulda on January 10th. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. It won't be no woulda, coulda's. I am really confident in this team. Seeing them a second time. I, I just don't understand how y'all see it so definitive. And I feel so, I feel so disrespected. 45-28. Did, Mich- did Michigan give you this confidence? No. Well, no. What's the difference? Yeah, that's here? the only thing that's changed since last it's, time we called. It's, it's been a month. You think you that want, much has changed in a month? You you want to know why? Because I, you know, the, the, the expectations. Once again, this is where, again, I see growth to Kirby. After seeing that game, against Michigan, a lot of us all thought, a lot of Georgia fans thought, oh, man, we're probably going to stink it up. You know, we lose to Alabama. We always find a way to stink it up. But yet they did not find a way to stick it up against Michigan. To me, they look really, really dialed in against Michigan. And I feel like, man, if that was one of those older Georgia teams, they would have found a way to stink it up and lose in uh, that playoff game. They would have found a way to still make those same mistakes. They would have corrected. But I feel like Kirby is growing as a coach. Kirby is a great football coach, man. I I, I want y'all to say he's a great football coach. And everything that he is currently doing, man, is big at Georgia. And he knows the step that he needs to take to finally be 
claimed as one of the best. He wants to be put on the same mantle as Dabo. He wants to be put on the same mantle as Saban. Obviously, he won't. I don't think I'm reaching Saban. But he wants to be put up there amongst those guys winning the national championship. It changes all he got to do. He's already seen his team once. I feel like that's confidence in me. We saw what happened when he saw Auburn the first time, when Auburn beat, blew them out. And then he saw Auburn again in the SEC championship game. I feel really oh, confident. No, Auburn ain't Alabama. Oh, that's what, Torres, Torres, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I, I that's what I'm saying, Torres. It ain't. Uh, <laughs> Torres, if it was any other team, if y'all was playing Ohio yeah, State yeah, twice, Kobe if, y'all right. playing, if y'all were playing anybody else twice, I would be. I would be, yes. Oh yeah, that one down to you and preaching agree. everything you're saying. Right I would there with agree. You. Right there with but you. You're saying Kirby has made changes. Kirby has become a better coach. Kirby has done this. Kirby has done that. That is all fine and dandy. Well, guess what? Nick Saban is already there. Wait, well, you he, know what? He, there's no room for improvement. He's already you know, there. I saw the man in the arena yes, uh, yesterday, and I saw when uh, 18 and no season when the Patriots had beat the Giants in Week 17. They beat them 38 35. And then it came down to the Super Bowl. And Plessico Burns had said, the Patriots ain't even scoring 17 points. That And that Brady was like, man, we just picked 38 on y'all in week 17. We're going to score more than 17 points. And obviously you see what happened. The Giants beat the Patriots 17 to 14. That's in the NFL, brother. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, I know. But I'm talking about adjustments. Yes, I know Nick Saban's got to make adjustments. But I assure you, Kirby Smart is going to make those Saban things. makes the adjustments. Who, who makes Kirby the best adjustments, not. though? Saban has always made the best adjustments. Kirby does Mid, not Mid-game, second half. Saban's there, brother. They never played each other back-to-back in the same season. It don't matter, that, brother. It, that it does matter. This is Nick Saban we talking about. He, 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 Torres, they're right. This is Nick Saban oh, we talking no, about. That, that's what I'm trying to get so, y'all if this was Jimbo Fisher, if it was literally anybody else, if it was any freaking coach, it's not. Though. This is Nick Saban, the same man that has the most championships out of any active college coaches. But guess what? How many of those championships have he has he won where he's had a one-loss team? Guess what? Bama's a one-loss team. You want to talk about history? You want to talk about all this and that? You want to talk about adjustments? You want to talk about accolades? You want to talk about everything else? This is Nick Saban we're talking about, brother. Mm. I will take a Nick Saban with a Bryce Young over a Kirby Smart with a Stetson Bennett any day of the week. He's right. Uh, but would you take that with a a, 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 a all-time rank type defense out of that UGA? Because that's that what Kirby got that the Bryce, That Bryce Young just picked apart a month ago, 30 days Boy, ago. He yes. Up, oh, yes. my goodness. Yes. And you better bring the oxygen tank with you. Because yes. okay. Jordan if, if Davis give, is about to be running up and down, my buddy. Can if I, Jordan Davis, Davis stay in the game like, for oh, three plays consecutively? I want y'all to understand this. If I give the number one ranked defense in the entire nation two, t- two chances to play you, you think you're going to score? On forty on them both times. Both well, times I agree with him on that. Number, I agree. That's why I think that they'll score thirty-one against the number one offense in the country with the number one coach and the number one player, the number one quarterback in the country. Torres, Ooh. I understand what you're preaching, look, brother, I, yeah. But look at who you're playing. Yeah, you gotta have a little bit of humility can go a long way. For real. Hey, fa- hey facts without context are irrelevant. This is one of the worst. You got houses. all the facts. Uh, no, this is Kobe's one of the worst houses. 
ending probably one of the histories but, of all guys, man. So, yes, he might he be just picked apart the best defense that? that's but, ever been in the But the worst Heisman just picked apart the best generational number one statistical defense that you bring talking about. Dude, for, we, lost, we lost that game on coaching. We uh, lost on no. coaching for the first time. Have y'all made any coaching changes? Have y'all made any coaching changes? Dude, I, yes, no. It's the same dude. We won't play that same. I'm telling you, we're not going to play that same. <laughs> you way. have nothing to do Hey, Tyler, you look so amused right now. Oh, Tyler, you look so amused. I, hey, not hey, there's nothing to prove that they're going to make the changes, dude. And, and my thing is, hey, what if Dan Lanning's not 100%? He, nah, okay, I won't, I won't play that one. I think, I think he's I'm, actually I'm just coach. saying, but every time Alabama one. loses a coach, they're like, oh, well, you know. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm just I mean, saying, we've lost offensive coordinators going into a, championship games. It's a you know miss thing, but it's still yeah, something to think about. I, I think I, – all right, so here, I, I'll say something. I've been quiet over here. I've been listening to Torres. Um, no, I don't think Dan Lennon's going to do that. I think Dan Lennon's actually going to coach really good. He wants to leave on a good note. I think he's going to do something similar to what Kirby did with you guys when he left Bama. Um, Torres, I really hope you're right. I really hope you're right. I hope that somehow, some way, that what you're saying can't happen. Don't get me wrong, dude. I'm not, I'm not rooting for Alabama to win this by any means. I'm really not. I'm not actively wanting them to win this game. I really would like Georgia to win this. I just have nothing to say that could guarantee that that's going to happen. I don't. I don't see the way in which it does happen. They have. The, they do have the best coach of all time, in my opinion, and he has done very, very bad things to us here in see, the recent. I don't pandemic. even. I don't even see that as you doubting your team. I just think you you realize what you're up against. I yeah, understand. I can respect, respect that. Yeah, Tyler has done the best job out of any college football fan I've ever seen of knowing who you're playing, but also yeah. knowing what you're capable of. Torres, you I'm not going to let you do, 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 you, do what you Kobe, did a month ago. Kobe, Tyler, do you give, do you give Georgia? Do you give Georgia any chance in this game? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. That's not even a question. Jacob, yes, we almost yes. got a chance. Ja- that, that, yes, no, 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 no. Jacob, I, what chance I, do you give him? What chance? I, I, I'll go. I'll go. I'll give them between a 30 – I'll give them 30% chance to win. That's what I was thinking, too. 35% chance. 30%. Kobe, what do you say? Ooh, Georgia? Yeah. I'll give them a 25% chance to win. Okay, so at least there's a chance. See, that's what I'm saying. I'll give give them a chance. That's not not saying that. That's not a knock on Georgia. That's not a knock on Georgia. It's not. It's not. That's Alabama. That's That's Nick Saban. That's the standard you're playing. To me, me, this game is so much closer than what y'all are saying. This game is. You so said that last. You said that last time. No, no, because I, I was a little bit blinded into what I was seeing. I was, but at this point, after watching that game, I mean, yes, Alabama did is do Michigan? a lot of things too. No, I'm talking about the SEC championship game. Oh. To me, I felt even more confident after the fact because after watching Michigan, I'm like, dude, what Bama did was we. It was an outlier. That game for us was an outlier. It wasn't out like you're you are right about that much. Because technically the way that y'all played against us was technically an outline for y'all most of the season. Uh, I wouldn't say that. Nah, that Co- that. Kobe, I'll give him that much. Y'all played that. y'all that, that was the very best game. Before that game, y'all said it depends on um how how our coaches show up. Y'all said about y'all's coaches, y'all said but is Golding going to show up? But also, we've put up but, 40, 50 points on just about everybody we've played. That's not but you a, haven't that's always, not but you haven't always stopped people either now. You did tell you them that game. And so, and so because of that, and so because of that, Alabama has been battle tested. 
That's and that went into the first I game. Agree. I'm that, just that carries a lot of weight being battle tested. It really I, does. I, and I feel like that's a good thing for us. I actually think it's a good thing that we did lose. That's a good thing that we did lose. Not only did we lose, but we lost to the team that we get an opportunity to get revenge against. I think that's a good but thing think, for George. But uh, this I, is Nick I Saban. That <laughs> I don't I don't know nothing else I can say. But that's Nick Saban. Look, I'm just saying the I only way the only way and getting beat by three touchdowns is totally different. Yeah, that's okay. okay. Going four quarters in a rivalry game against Auburn? Okay, battle tested. That's a that's a tight-knit game. Getting waxed? Getting okay, obliterated? Hold on, hold on now. We, we lost the game, okay? I, I give you that. Y'all got we, we, we got tore up. Y'all got tore to the wood shed. No, 41 to 24. You oh, said on, that God. Georgia would win by hold 20 up. points. Y'all got took to the woodshed, brother. Hold, hold up now. Hold up. We actually we went completely off game plan because we went down 17 to 7. But whose fault is and that? And we got tore up. Oh, that's not Nick Saban's <laughs> fault. Dude, that's dude, fault. <laughs> hold on. Hold, no, listen. We was actually making a comeback until we started going for it unnecessarily in the red zone. We was actually making a – we was giving ourselves you, a I know you say a good thing, and then you go and say a bad thing. Everything you say <laughs> contradicts you. That contradict. How does that contradict? That we were doing good, but me. then we made a – but then we did this. You know, no, but you no. keep saying – But see, to me, to me, that's the thing. Y'all are only looking at all the negatives. And you're, I know, but you're, the- but you're, but you're going on stuff that hasn't even happened. You said if we can change that. What do you have to a tell me that could that? What a could is. Because the way that they played against Michigan, dude, that defense looked completely different. They Alabama so isn't rebuilt. Michigan, bro. That's not. We're not. Alabama's offense is anywhere near. Michigan's offense is anywhere near Alabama's offense. This is. You're letting your emotions get the best of you, buddy. Really are. Yes, you are. And look, Torres, I know you're a spiritual person. You believe in faith, and I appreciate you doing that here. But this one, it's it's gonna be you're gonna need a lot of faith on this one, dude. Okay, okay. Hey, Torres, Torres, Torres. You talking? You talking a lot we're about? Getting, the we're getting low on time, fellas. Look, hey, you talking about the defense being prepared? You talking about the defense is gonna make the adjustments? Okay, that's fine. But that doesn't change the fact that this offense that you still have had a third and twelve, a three and twelve third down efficiency. Not good. You froze up. That's, yeah, that's where it's going to come down to that. Yeah. Uh, if it Alabama doesn't matter. The, the defense can play all they want, but Stetson Bennett still threw two interceptions last game. He threw three the first time they played, the first time he started against them. The defense can make adjustments. That's fine. But with Stetson Bennett at quarterback, I think he's done a good job this year. He's had a heck of a season this year, better than I thought he would have. I thought JT would have been the guy. But this is still the same Georgia offense. This is still the same Nick Saban that met in Atlanta 30 days ago. Is that I, Torres, you, you remember when, um, and, you know, yeah, yeah, you're a Marvel guy. You remember in the end game, Avengers end game and, and, and the Doctor Strange went through and he tried to figure out all the ways the Avengers could win, and there was only one out of all those millions. That's what yep. we're looking at, buddy. Everything has to go exactly right. Munkin has to call the best game of his life. Stetson can't make turnovers. 
We have to play lights out both sides of the ball, and, and our coaches Nick have to Saban show up. Saban has play. to catch COVID and can't show up. Saban is Thanos in this situation, Stop. and we need everything to go perfect to beat him. That is exactly – that's the best I can put it to you, dude, right there. Yep. Y'all, y'all, all, y'all all will see. Hey, I just right. think Torres, Torres, if you were saying it would be hey Torres, if you were saying it would be a close game, I would respect that. If you said it would be a lot closer than what it was last time, I respect you talking oh, yeah, about no, no, no. Tor- Torres. What water. was it? What was his prediction? Torres, what was your score prediction? Oh, he, said, he said it was about 30 to 15 or something like that. It was something no, like no, that. What is it? What no, what is it for this? No, what's it for this uh, game? What's, what's your prediction? I'm talking about saying, oh, oh, my prediction for this game 31 24. Okay. So Jake, that's more respectable. That's more respectable. I can respect it. Okay. Last time you were talking about it was going to be a twenty point difference. Georgia's going to yeah. beat us by twenty. So I can respect that, Torres. Okay. But the way you talking, you still talking how you did last time. You just changed the score prediction a little bit. Yeah, uh, I am. It's going to be a little closer. All right. So look. So look. We we are at the end of the show here, guys. So with that being said, we had me and Torres, or actually no. Just Torres by himself this time. I'm hoping that I, I'm I'm rooting. I'm hoping I will be praying. Torres, I swear to God, and I and I invite everybody out there say a prayer that Georgia can win this game because that's what we're going <laughs> to need. We're going to need prayer. All right, we need God to intervene in this one. Um, so look, I'm gonna I'm hoping Georgia wins. Torres, you're it's one versus three here. We're all going Bama. Jacob and Tor and Kobe, thank you guys for joining us. Always a pleasure, fellas. Yes, sir. We'll see you next week. Right, we'll see you next week. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, so we'll look, we'll we'll do a, we'll do a wrap up show later on, probably something like that. But guys, thank you so much for listening in today. Continue to listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere podcasts are located. Follow us on Twitter at the TNT Podcast and on Instagram at TT underscore Podcast. We appreciate all the likes, retweets, shares, subscriptions, reviews, all that good stuff. Um, we're gonna keep bringing out this uh, this content, so y'all keep showing that love. With, with that being said, we'll see you next time. Boom, boom.